Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm on Tarwish. There's no me this week. And I'm Matt Nussbaum. And this is The Drive Home. Omar already spoiled the surprise, but, uh... Just like our last episode, we are once again playing a man down, dude. It's, uh... It's brutal out here. I mean, we're, you know, this is this is mid-season form, you know? The guys are getting hurt left and right, and... We're dropping like flies. We're dropping like flies, but, you know, we have the depth to, to survive out here. We do. Um, and we will we will continue to persevere. This Correct. week, uh, we've just got me and Omar, and we're going to be talking about the new film, A Quiet Place 2, um, out in theaters right now. I don't know about you, dude. Like my th- my theater that I saw this in, I went and saw this with my dad. It was empty. Mine it was, was mine us was two, like, and then one other dude. No, yeah, mine was mine had a it, it when I booked it, which was day of. It was totally empty, and because we were supposed to go see it at another theater that was packed, and I was like, no, look, let's go to this one. And then when we showed up, there was like a bunch of people there. And Damn, really. This is just the worst kind of movie to watch in a theater with like annoying people. Where you would have, you would have lost your mind at these people. They were laughing at everything. I, I turned to Danny and I said, "Are we watching a comedy right now?" Because anytime there was like like some dramatic scene, mm-hmm. all the way at the back, you just hear, <laughs> and I was like, "What is?" What do you think you're watching? Man, I'm happy that theaters are back and people are going to theaters and supporting theaters so they're not going to go out of business, but I I you know, certain movies fine, but like I always I always talk about you've heard the story probably like a million times, dude, but like seeing Hereditary in theaters, I've never had a worse theater experience. I, I let me let me actually take that back. Not a worse theater experience. I've never had a theater experience that so drastically impacted my enjoyment of a movie that made me yeah. so so angry just just visibly it's one of those things i don't know i'm assuming you're the same as me but it's one of those things like once you notice it like there's a significant portion of your brain that's only going to be focused on that and every little like breath that comes out of that person it becomes so hard to lock back into the movie and you're just like you hear every single rustle that comes out of them and it's like holy shit stop fucking moving I mean, we we tell the story, or we told the story on like the, the oh trailer. Oh my god, of Midsummer, dude! Show. Holy shit! The, the Tinder guy that was just, or there was there was the Tinder guy who was swiping through on Tinder during the movie, and then there was the woman that was actively reading the Wikipedia synopsis of the movie that we were physically watching at the moment. I don't really understand. Like, good for you if you have the kind of money to spend money on a movie and then just just not watch it, but. Dude, go spend your money on something else. That's not gonna like impact someone else's night. Yeah, drives me up a wall. But so yeah, I had a pretty quiet theater. Although my dad tends to make some noises. You know, he's a, he's a cougher. He'll cough a little bit. He had his you know box of raisinets. So he brought a glass from home so he could eat it out of the glass as he's watching the movie. So he's pouring the raisinets into the glass. I like took it out of his hand because I knew he was just gonna dump it in and just make a ton of noise. I was like, no, you're not doing this. Like, you gotta give a pass to bodily functions at least. Right. Like, someone's coughing. Dude, it happens. A baby crying, yeah, it's annoying. Like, don't bring a baby to a movie, but sure, you know, I mean... It, I, I actually read some stories about people bringing babies to this movie, and it just ruining the entire... Why are you bringing a baby to this fucking movie? <laughs> like, a, the, like, the baby in the movie would start crying, and then the baby would start crying, and then everyone's looking at this baby like, like, why did your mom bring you, or your dad bring you here? Dude, I don't get it. It's like, this is, you know, it's not a horror movie, but it's like, Brand is a horror movie, you know what I it mean? It is a like, horror movie. Yeah, sure. We'll get yeah. into it. We'll get into it, but like, but exactly, why are you bringing your kid to this movie? Uh, I, I, 
go for, like you can't find a babysitter i get it that that's tough you can't go to a, a movie like that go see go see raya raya's out right now go see it's a great movie it's still out it's awesome yeah you still haven't seen it right no uh, it's you know i would i would recommend it not a whole lot in theaters right now that's like no. call my name i mean i do want to see cruella and i'll probably get to it um but it's I not just, like, like couldn't be calling me really i've heard it's not i've heard it's not bad i've heard it's not bad and i love her you know and sure. you and you know i'm a disney guy so it's like i I'm feel like you should, you're a disney guy hold them to a higher standard you know what i mean well like, dude i don't I, I don't know if it's good or not how, how well, can sure. i hold them i'm just saying like in the sense of like the movies they're choosing to make yes like, the idea go, that they go support raya great original ip i'm sure it's got its formula but at least it's something like trying to be kind of new mm-hmm. that's why like we were talking i was telling you about um that movie reminiscence that just dropped the trailer this week yeah that hugh jackman thing i'm like intrigued by that because it's like a 60 something million dollar movie that totally brand new actually original which is just like what dude when i was watching i don't know what, what trailers you got in class i didn't i dude me my like we had a 110 showtime so you know how you know how you know i don't like watching trailers and yeah. so I don't like sitting through the 15 minutes of trailers. I, I want I have it perfectly mapped out. You know, AMC theaters, it's like 17 minutes of trailers. So you try and walk into the theater, you know, 10 to 15 minutes after the posted start time. And it's all golden, right? We, ours was at 110. And we're like in the car. We got like hung up. There's traffic. My dad is stopping Dunkin' Donuts. We left the house late. You know what I mean? Like this whole big thing. And he loves his Dunkin'. Loves his Dunkin'. Pops loves his Dunkin'. And we pull up to the theater and it's like one, like one twenty-eight for a one ten movie, and I'm like so annoyed because isn't that the most like anxiety-inducing? It's so it, because then it's like, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna not see the movie, especially like if I'm alone, maybe. But I'm with my dad. I'm not gonna like walk out of the movie because I missed the first five minutes, which is what I would want to do because you miss any, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to miss yeah. any, any of the movie. It's walk in and then again my dad gets his raisinets and his peanut m&ms so i'm standing in the concessions line and gotta get the m&ms you know what i mean we walked into the theater at 134 for a 110 start time it probably still hadn't started had five more minutes before it even started yeah i believe it dude i i, I remember i showed up at the theater at seven o'clock waited for danny to get there for like 15 minutes by the mm-hmm. time we got popcorn and everything we were probably in there at 7 20 something and we had like four trailers and but my to my point but i was gonna what tra- say yeah. did you see a good trailer no every trailer was like <laughs> snake eyes origin gi joe uh black Hitman's widow wife's bodyguard yeah. mm-hmm. um what the fuck else did we see top gun maverick whatever like mm-hmm. it's just like you sit through the trailers and you're like you know I'm, i know i'm not i'm not making some original argument here but it's just like what happened to just making a a movie like i'm talking like big bigger money i know dude hey man i'm excited about this reminiscence yeah dude just like tenant you know we love big budget original sure yeah Uh, conceptually i love everything about tenant it's a it's quoted you know it's it's heralded to be a smart block or blockbuster with brains just like Mm -hmm. inception which is nothing like because it's garbage yeah but yeah okay um, guy anyway in the heights though are you excited for in the heights because i am excited for in the heights I wasn't, but I now can't I can't remember kinda... where I. Re- I think it was like IGN posted like a like they gave it like a nine. I was like, what the fuck, dude? IGN probably gives out a million. I mean, isn't that like? No, 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 no. IGN is like. Are they? Str- are they? Are they? What pretty... you will about IGN? People like to be like, oh, they're shills and they like for Marvel and shit like that. But mm-hmm. actually, like, I see a lot of their reviews. Like they are like, 
they fluctuate and really it's super random to see in the heights get a nine so i don't huh. know that's good Take that as you will yeah dude i mean you know i love i love lynn i love and hate i love and hate lynn what do you hate about him because he's a fucking horrible actor and i could <laughs> go on and on and on about how the, he wrote this fucking role of alexander hamilton this titular role in his magnum opus here right about fucking alexander hamilton and then cast himself who can't really sing, and he's not an also he's not a great actor, and it, and it's just so wildly apparent in the movie that he is out in, in the in the play that he is outclassed by everyone around him, and he's so fucking old. He looks so old in the movie, or in so I keep saying movie in the in the play, and the whole point is that he's playing Alexander Hamilton, who at that age was twenty years old and very good looking, and that was part of his charm. And here and he in with his goatee. And it's like the most successful production to ever hit the stage. Right. So I'm sure he's laughing all the way to the back. I'm sure he is, dude. I hey, and I love him. You know, you know. Come on, dude. And I, I love Hamilton even even without that. And I love Moana endlessly. And I'm so very excited to watch the Heights. Um, so that comes out soon, I think. It comes out this weekend. Is it this weekend? I, I, I don't know. I'm probably not gonna see it. Let's. You should let's see talk, it. But let's... something something that is out right now. Well, sure. But I'm gonna say let's talk about let's talk about quite a quiet place. Uno first. Well, I, I think that we should preface this by just saying again, we are we are reviewing A Quiet Place 2, but I'm sure, you know, most of you would know A Quiet Place 2 is a sequel to the successful Quiet Place original, came out in 2018. I don't even want to talk about it as, like, like content-wise. I just want to bring attention to the fact that you and I have, like, somewhat differing thoughts absolutely i think that's what i was gonna say i think we should totally preface um our thoughts on this um on that movie because it's probably frames kind of how we went into this movie i think a little a little differently and then we also want to say that omid even though he couldn't be here today with us um could not could not stand to have an episode made without his voice on it and so he sent us a nice uh recording about his thoughts regarding a quiet place two, and also a quiet place one because he hadn't seen it so we watched both of them um and so we're gonna give you guys a chance now to listen to what omi thought about both of these movies um and then we'll come back to what we think about them um and and go from there so let's uh let's send it over to omid Hey everyone, uh, it's your co-host Amid. I want I had a ton of today for this week's uh, episode, but it wasn't able to work. I wasn't able to work out sometimes. Um, yeah, so this week's movie is A Quiet Place Two. I'd never seen A Quiet Place, so I had to. I watched both this this past week. Um, this past two weeks, and I know this is an unpopular opinion. I did not like it. I did not like the first one at all. Not in the sense of so I my letterbox review said I called it unrealistic and not in the sense of the theme like what the story is about like that's fine whatever it's a monster movie supposed to, it's not supposed to come true but in the sense of like the monsters and like the logistics of it like for some reason the monsters picked up some sounds but then pick up others like when they were running it made enough noise to other sounds the monsters picked up in other scenes. And I was just like, no, nah, this is not it. Like this, was, like it was just, just, I was not. Also, it was, it was none of it was like thrilling or that's. I don't want to say scary is the right word, but it was just, it was just. I don't know. It just didn't work out. Like the movie, like the movie itself. At the end of the day, 
with the nothing to me, nothing for me, and then a lot of the a lot of irregularities and inconsistencies for me, where I was just like, yeah, this is, this ain't it, and I don't understand the hype. Um, I thought the only good actor was oh, there's two. I would say, give me. Um, it is, I think Emily Blunt was great, and then I thought, um, what's her name Millicent Simmons, but everyone else sucked. And I like Noah Jew. Like I loved him in Honey Boy. I thought he was the best one on in in the movie by far, but his facial expressions were just oh like very cart uh, uh character cart cartoonish. John Krasinski was not great in the first one, um either. Um, sure, well that bullshit. Not a fan. Yeah. And then also, who decides to procreate in a time like this? I'm so sorry. Let's be smart here, guys. Let let's use our let's use our let's use our brain. But anyways, um. So that was one, two. Okay, mind you, inconsistencies. I got out of the way. What I didn't about like the logistics of the monsters, and I can't. So I'm not going to fall too for that as much because I already it's continuing that same universe. So whatever. I there was I I was nitpicking the movie throughout the whole way. I think it is better than the first one in the sense of. Um, I think it's better than the first one in the sense of it's. Uh, I like the story a little bit more. I like the friend attachment. I like, uh, what's her name's journey? Shit, I just had it. I, this is supposed to be two minutes. I like Reagan's journey, of finding it because at the end of the day, the mom. Why are you gonna stop? Like, let her do her own thing at the end of the day because at the end of the day, they're all gonna die. So let 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 her go try to save the world and which. I'm not going to spoil because I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, and so I thought that was a good storyline. But then again, like, it's just, I, I was just very melodramatic. It's, so I give the first one a two. I'm going to give this a two and a half, maybe a, no, I'm going to give two and a half, maybe three. It just didn't do it for me, yo. I don't know why. With that, I wish you all the best. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, and everything Nuss says is wrong because he adores this movie and it just doesn't work. It, it shouldn't work out like that. Anyways. Have a good rest of your day, night, morning, whatever. Um, and yeah, speak soon. All right. Thanks, Omid. Appreciate you uh, you calling in, even though... Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. A little bit it. of waffling, but you know. Hey, 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 hey. He does his, he does his best. We still love him. Um, all right. So before we before I critique anything that, that he said, um, you're right. Let's talk about our thoughts, at least regarding the first one. You, can, you want me to start? Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I just feel I, like, I, 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 the, we, I talked about we talked about it in the last episode when I picked this movie, sure. Quiet Place so, Two. I adore the first one. It was my one of my favorites of the year. Uh, I think it's the best new horror movie that we've had in, in a long time. You know, I like it more than the, what what are the other new you know any of the Ari Asters that have that have come out that people absolutely love or i can't even you haven't what other... seen a whole lot though in fairness sure but what other new like horror ip you know what i mean like conjuring has... or um sure um, aside from the conjuring and i guess no possessor if you call if you want to call possessor i mean that's a fucking awesome i wouldn't really movie. call it but movie. i wouldn't call exactly i wouldn't really call it you in the vein that this is for stuff the witch you know um... yeah and, and i think this is better yeah oh good point i think this is better than all of eggers stuff as well i i i love the first one so I was I'm very I was very excited for the second one to come out. Well, 
I don't even know if I'd say that. Well, well uh, I'm very I, hesitant. How is that possible? What, because you were like, you were like scared they would butcher it? Right, because just two years ago, one of my favorite movies when I was younger was Zombieland. I still love that movie. I think that movie is phenomenal. And then they were talking about making a second one for like a decade, and then they finally made it, and it wasn't very good. And so now I'm like, all right, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on my like favorite movies that were not really meant to be franchises now getting franchised out. So I, I was very tepidly excited for A Quiet Place 2. But you had well, a totally different feeling towards the first one. I'll just say a very quick tangent on that note. Uh, anyone who knows me like in my movie taste knows that District 9 is the answer that I typically give for my favorite film of all time and very recently there's there was you know it had been talked about for a while mm-hmm. that there might be a sequel the movie kind of leaves it District a little ended but officially Blomkamp apparently has been like deep in development in the last couple months I think and I I, I get what you're I get what you're saying because I'm terrified I don't yeah. I don't want that movie to happen at all and that movie's been written for a while him. though he wrote it a while ago he wrote that screenplay a while ago well I don't I, I think he I think he had like an outline I don't think yeah. it was no like, he had the concept and I but I think I mean I'm sure he he tweaked it to the point now where a studio is like all right this is like we're, this yeah. is what we want to move with but, but it's he's had like the idea and you're right it's been in the works for a while I could live without ever seeing that movie because it's it it will never taint district nine but it was it's like if it's not if it doesn't turn out well like it's just gonna kind of be just that'll be you know we, we threw around the idea of, of doing like disappointing sequels as our little list mm-hmm. for today not because of a quiet place part two but just sequels in general yeah um and that would you know that would just suck so anyway um a quiet place i think you, you it's it's interesting because we're kind of the opposite here of what we typically would be i'm the horror person you're not mm-hmm. and I like the first one a decent amount. I think it's a, a very well competently made movie. Um, I think it's got a good emotional core. I really like it. It gets pretty bold at the end. I mean, we're going to be mm-hmm. spoiling it because we're spoiling the second we're one. Spoil- yeah, we're spoiling the first one and we're spoiling the second one. Yeah. So if you haven't had the chance to see it and you don't want to hear spoilers, you should stop now. If you don't yeah. care about our spoilers or you've already seen it, you're good to go. So on that note, the first one makes a very bold choice in killing off John Krasinski's character. And I was like, you know, I, like I said, I was enjoying the movie. I wasn't blown away like a lot of other people, but I, that was the part that kind of like, I was like, damn, like they made a choice. They went with it. It's a pretty great moment of him like screaming his Awesome, awesome out. scene, yep. Um, and yeah, and then the, the movie ends, I remember like kind of a bit haphazardly, but I liked I liked how they wrapped it up and it's a solid movie. I don't like it nearly as much as you do, but I, mm-hmm. I think it's good. Right. I, you know, didn't have any desire to see a sequel. You know, I probably would have watched this movie even if we weren't doing this, but at the same time, like, you know. You're I welcome. Just, That's why I wanted to pick it. You know, make sure make sure you got it, just in case. Yeah, and it was good to get back in theaters. It was. Um, it, like I said, it's a good movie to see in a theater. In a theater, it's also a really bad movie to see in a theater because it's got a bunch of scenes with literally no sound and you're just hearing every noise coming yes. out of anybody around you. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so we, we, we come from two different camps on the first one, and I'm curious, you know, I'm curious to see where we land on the second. Yeah, we do, we do come from two and, and 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 I think, you know, it could go one of two ways, right, when it goes to a sequel with a movie like this. The first is 
you know, kind of conventionally speaking, I loved the first one. So, you know, I should be, like we said, I should be very excited for the second one. Um, but uh, I was kind of in the in the other camp of not very excited to see the movie and happy to have another experience with this group of characters, most of the characters. Um, yeah. But very, you know, um, you know, I, I had my guard up a little bit. Before I before I get into it, I just want to ad- address uh, Omid a little bit because um, Omid talked about, like I said, and like he said, he saw the first one and the second one this week. So just before we get into the second one, I just want to talk about some of the things he said about the first one. And really, the one thing that's the, the one thing that really stood out to me, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because maybe I'm just ridiculously biased. And again, haven't seen the movie since theaters, but that was only three years ago. I remember it pretty clearly. He said. That John Krasinski was not good. Oh, that was that the movie. most egregious thing that he said. She's the best part of the movie, Omid. Emily Blunt I would is agree. Emily Blunt is, is good. She's fine in the movie. She's she's. Uh, I I'd venture to say she's very good. I'd venture to say she. That's and, and and you're right. And Milson is very good also, especially for a younger actress. But she doesn't shine a whole lot in the way that she does in in Quiet Place Two, where this you know this movie is more about her than the original was. And the, your complaints about Noah Jupe. I disagree, but but it's fine. I can I can kind of see it. I love it. I'm the child actor, the resident child right. actor hater on this show, so it's right. nice to get some of the heat off of me. And it is. Else. It's crazy. You, you realize, like, when someone's an actor, you can criticize them on their acting. It doesn't matter yes. how old they are. That's so, that's totally fair. But I'm I think glad it's also now realizing that. it's also important to realize that you know a 13 year old kid is not going to have the emotional range or the chops really that you're going to sure, compare. But that so, doesn't mean they're they're shielded from criticism. Absolutely not. It's, but to it's say that to say that too. John Krasinski in this movie is not good yeah. is tells me that you were trying to dislike it, were trying to specifically dislike him. I know that you both of you are not like big Office fans, so maybe this is your like oh like Jim from the Office. So. Don't don't pigeonhole me. I agree, he's the best part I, of the movie. You're right. You're right. Sorry, I shouldn't do that. So 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 Omid, when you're when you're saying that that Krasinski is the, is not good in this movie. I implore, I, I beg of you, please, tell me what good acting is. Please tell me. Please tell me what good acting is, if that's not good acting. Because I I, 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 frankly, I don't know. I don't uh, know, because he's, I think he's phenomenal. I also think, like, we're just so used to seeing him as Jim Albert, and mm-hmm. he's, like, you know, he, he, obviously that show has its dramatic points, especially with his character, but, like, right. it's never anything that requires as much as A Quiet Place does, and he, like... He goes there and he has range like like you've never seen him use before and i think it also shows in the second one well, well you know the i don't know what is it called like it's not a pre-title i don't even know what it's called it's like prologue a, yeah prologue exactly thank you the prologue you know takes place before the events of a quiet place and it's the first day of this invasion basically from these alien beings and Krasinski's in it, obviously, because he's alive at this point, and it's, you know, 10 minutes or so. I loved it. I absolutely loved this prologue. I thought, again, we're getting a little bit of backstory about what's going on here. It does a good job to introduce Killian Murphy's character, Emmett, and I get to see Krasinski be awesome. Again, it's the same thing. You see, like, he steals that he steals it away he does so when i heard omid like talking about it i just had to i like immediately i, I like wrote it down I was like oh my god i just like can't believe that i can't believe yeah. it so I, that's my i'll, I'll maybe I'll, I'll talk about a few other things that he said uh 
in regards to the second one a little bit, but let's get let's get our thoughts our thoughts out there. So like I said, I love the prologue. I thought the the prologue was incredible, and I also thought it was the best part of the movie. Um, I thought this movie, you know, and again we'll do I'll do just like a general flyover before we dive into specifics. I thought this movie was good. Nothing more, nothing less. I, it's not a bad movie by any means. It was enjoyable, and I had a fine time watching it. And I wasn't, like, cringing like I was with Zombieland 2 Double Tap. <laughs> but it wasn't... It didn't elevate. It, at no point did it take that step up. And and for me, the the reasoning that I think is, is it didn't have the emotional beats that it had in the first one, right? Like, that connection where you get the tension from the actual like horror aspects going on in the screen they're being hunted by these animals how is it happening like what do you do you know you talk about the nail scene in in the first quiet place right like you have all of that tension but then you also have the family dynamic tension going on in the first movie i think that first movie is more of a family drama than it is of than it is a horror movie it's about yeah. this family navigating the dynamics of their new lives in this you know new world and A Quiet Place 2 loses that. And obviously, again, because Lee's dead, right? So you can't have that. And they, they find new ways to do it. And like I said before, this movie is, is all about Millicent Simmons' character. At least in my mind, that's what it felt like. It was all about her character, Reagan, like, growing up, right? And, like, taking her father's role. Which I thought was a cool twist, right? Like, the patriarch's role, it, it was like a nice subversion of, like, obviously, oh, you would expect the son to grow into that fatherly role for the family but instead the son becomes incapacitated he's incapacitated for the whole movie and it's actually the daughter who takes the reins but then Emmett steps in and it's like uh, but I think even more like simplistically it's just the first movie is more about the parents and the second movie is more about the kids like yes. the kids at the end of this movie both have like their moment their shining moment to step up and like mm -hmm. face fear head on and so I, I agree with you. The prologue was phenomenal. Phenomenal. What I will say, just yet another millionth reminder of why I fucking hate trailers. Because they oh, made... did you know? What? That that was happening? I had no idea. My I, my jaw dropped when I saw that they were that he was in it. His face is the first thing I see. I'm like, holy shit. There was shit, a trailer what? that was like i saw before so many movies and mind you this movie kept getting pushed back so this was like this movie was done in 2019 over, dude this movie's been done for two years this is like over over a year ago that i remember seeing this trailer and it's like they knew how good the scene was because they made a trailer that i shit you not was like just two minutes of that scene oh. just two minutes it was it was it was the chaos like the havoc oh like the bus me. coming don't tell me the bus the, uh, the bus was oh, the, that was like the climax of the trailer was her backing up, oh, no, 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 backing up, and then the bus is coming at them full speed, and it was, that whole thing was the trailer. You're making me so angry right now. Oh, well, you, you, you're telling me, <laughs> because I it, the, the scene, it was like, all I could do was sit there and say, wow, this is so impressive, too bad I've seen it, like, seven times when I went to go see, I'm surprised you avoided it, I don't know how. You know, you know, I'm pretty good at that, and, like, literally when I'm in theaters, and a trailer comes on for anything that I might even remotely want to see, I'm that guy that I close my eyes, I cover my ears, and I hum to myself. Normally I'm that I do that. obnoxious person because I Maybe just can't I do didn't it. Or do I'll it walk out. Really... Or I'll literally walk out. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's like, just... Did I ever tell you the story about the... <laughs> Real quick, sorry. Okay. I, I went to go see a movie, I can't remember what it was, and they put up like this thing, and it's like, oh, like, we're going to show you a sneak peek of the first scene from 2017's It. 
and I Ow. literally get up and I sprint out. I like book it because I didn't want to know what what Skarsgård sounded like. I didn't want to know what he looked like. I didn't, the mm-hmm. only picture I had seen was like the first first picture they had released, and it was like not even like a mm-hmm. a still from the movie. It was just like some like you know promotional thing that they shot, mm-hmm. and I literally just booked it out of the theater. I was like, I'm gonna stand out there with no shame. And then I'm going to be able to go in to see this movie in September and not mm-hmm. have anything spoiled. Mm-hmm. But anyway, sorry. And you have to do it because it someone so so you know who is it the distribution company that makes these trailers like it, it's the marketing uh, team. It's the marketing team, right? So that's it's like such a shame. Like like realistically, you know, like the directors and yet the, like these people that put their blood, sweat, and tears into this, like they don't have control over these trailers being made that butcher Welcome their. Welcome to movies. Hollywood, baby. It's so fucked up, man. And it is someone needs to someone needs to. Uh, I, I get it, man. And maybe this is like a super like high on the hill, like obnoxious like film bro thing. But holy god, dude, these trailers—it's—it's—it's it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. And for the reason you just said, that 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 ten-minute prologue is top-notch filmmaking. It is so good, man. This the story, the world building, the actual action pieces are awesome. Everything looks incredible, and it sets the vibe. And it does so much to frame the first movie in just ten minutes. Have you seen Children of Men? No. It's. I think that the it's very influenced by the opening scene of Children of Men. It's a similar deal. It's like a kind of like a ten minute drawn out tracking shot. Okay. And this, I think they cut a couple times in this in this prologue. They did, but, but not a lot. But, but a it's like it very. I think he was definitely like kind of like directly referencing it because it felt like it, and you know, it, it was a cool it was a cool way to bring you into the world of the movie. I'm, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Uh, I think this movie was supremely, supremely average. Mm-hmm. Like I, it talk about starting on a high note, and then just descending further and further and further as you go. I, I watched an interview with Krasinski where he said, "Yeah, you know, like when I made that first movie, there was literally never an intention at all to to make a sequel or mm-hmm. a franchise." And I'm like, "Yeah, why, why did you?" Right? Yeah. I, no, I mean, it's, I'm not blaming him. I get it, money, and and I'm sure like studio involvement and them, him being pushed to to make it because of how successful the first one was, but it shows. Like the, the to me, this movie, I, I I appreciate that it does something that not a whole lot of sequels do, which is just we are gonna literally pick up right where the previous installment ended, and we're gonna just run with it. The problem is, one, I don't think this movie had anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. It was, it felt like the same movie again just worse and two it doesn't it doesn't introduce anything unique i i exactly. I, I love killian murphy but he does he's not really giving like i, I, just I didn't i thought he was super like that character was so i don't think bland. actors i don't think actors in this franchise are really given much to work with because it's just like i think blunt and krasinski are great and i think killian murphy does what he can but it's just like all this like whispering and blah blah, blah and whatever it's like he he doesn't have a, he's literally one of my favorite actors and mm-hmm. I, he could have been played by just anyone. about anyone in this movie absolutely um, couldn't agree more yeah so I, I don't know I I I found it I was I, I wouldn't say disappointed because I went in with pretty low expectations but yeah. like again even you know even more so than the first one like I find myself in this sort of like what am I missing. Because people, you know, this movie is being received as well people, as the first one. People like this just as much, if not more. Not this more. movie, and I'm very happy that this movie is 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 doing very well at the box office, and you know, it's it's 
it shows that theaters are healthy, people are going back to the movies. That's awesome, and I'm happy that a movie like this and people like this are, you know, they're getting paid. That's cool, and I'm all for that. And again, I don't think this was offensive. I don't think it was an offensive sequel. It no. didn't do anything to, like, unravel the first one, which I appreciated. It didn't, like, introduce anything crazy. But like it you said, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, like, it's, it's literally just a continuation. But the first movie succeeded so well because, like I said, it's this family drama. And then this one has none of that. It turns into a, you know, a survival adventure tale which I don't think work just as well. It's just like, it's a genre. It's something I don't enjoy nearly as much. And it's just like, at the end of that first movie, good. I don't want to know what happens. I don't, I don't need anything else. And so, if you're going to come out and you're going to make another movie, you better have an awesome idea. You better have a great turn that this is going to take. And the turn in this movie is the daughter is going to go and save the day but that's cool but that's not anything special nothing nothing that happened was unique like she she goes out on this like solo survival which just felt like the to last carry movie. out what they already discovered in the first movie it's not like they yeah. made a discovery in the second movie that helps everyone it's like the yeah. discovery was made it's literally bringing something from point a to point b when everything in that caused it has already happened in the first movie. And I'm a little confused because the the Last of Us is very much in the in the zeitgeist. It's like a it's extremely it's one of the most it's probably like, I was like fucking watching it. What? It's like I was fucking watching it with Killian and Millicent just walking and I'm like it's literally Joel literally, and Ellie. And I mean they're yeah. and you know their HBO is adapted they're made, to the series. And I'm gonna But <sighs> But it's like I, I don't know how more people don't kind of criticize I mean, it comes right down to the fact that the uh, sure, okay, Last of Us is zombies and this one is monsters, but it's it's the whole noise gimmick, you know, mm -hmm. like oh, you you gotta you make no noise and they won't they won't come to. You. That's literally pulled from the Last of Us, like the this whole like daughter father dynamic. Even though in the game they're not actually you know biologically right. related. But this movie again, they're not bio. You know what I mean? In this movie, the, the, this movie felt like it was it was doing that, and I was just like, this Dude, is so unoriginal and 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 so uninteresting. And, and like I said, they never. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for some unique kind of device, some mm -hmm. spin, something they were. They just kept abusing the shit out of the feedback thing, and then the creature's gonna go. <laughs> they did that like so. Much I still time. think the creature design is really cool. It's, it's really cool. It's cool, but it's like. I don't know. I like it quite a bit. I don't know. It, 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 it's. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't call it generic. Like it's they're well designed and they're mm -hmm. interesting to look at, but they don't do anything with it. All they do is that same device of the the her playing the feedback onto the thing. And I was like, dude, them killing people is pretty cool, man. These fucking long ass limbs just stabbing people in the middle. Like the yeah, scene I mean, at the end, like the way when, they move is very cool. When man. the one when the one monster like gets on the boat and then makes it floats his way across and then makes it to the other side of the island is so cool man like this monster just obliterating this this like happy village or these these people who have found refuge and they've created their society which is like really not different at all from what it was 
before the monsters ever came, right? I mean, it, 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 they're literally just living like they normally were, and them just getting bodied by this one guy, just zipping around, and he's stabbing with his limbs and chucking people away, dude. It's scary, man. I mean, like, it's it, it, it's just really well done in how it looks, and, and it was creepy. So, I, you know... I think the monsters. I think the monsters are, are interesting, and like you said, the movement is really cool, and, and how they're actually killing these people is really cool. I I, I liked it, but the the movie as a whole, it just it, it, it felt just it had this just this just just this feeling of good not great the whole way through. And like you said, because the highs of the beginning, I was like, oh okay, maybe this is actually gonna be really good. And I was like, because I was already nervous going in. And I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I you know I, I, it sounds like I liked it a little more than you did, generally yeah. speaking. But I, you know, it, it's it was good. It, this is a fine movie. But dude, and now they're talking about that they're gonna make a third one. They are know? going to make a third. one. I know, and it's just like now I'm just gonna be. It's gonna be one of those things, man. And like, uh. I, I, I came out of the movie being like that was fine, and I've liked it less the more I've thought about it, because it just like. It I haven't even it, really thought about it. It just well, sure, I've thought yeah. more about the first one since I finished the second one than I have about the second. It just one. left a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, everything about I, I, again, uh, I get it that it's it's a it's a direct continuation, but it just felt it felt like I was watch. I, I there were literally points where I was like, "Haven't I seen this?" Already? Getting deja vu, and I was like, "I've seen this before," and and nothing that they nothing that they no direction that they took the story. The whole like thrown in scene of these you know cannibals or whatever they are these like madmen people that are like gonna kidnap like felt so cliched and generic it's like you know any apocalyptic apocalyptic jesus christ nice. apocalyptic yeah movie always go. has to have you know the bandits that are gonna get in the way of the good guys and mm-hmm. i get it okay like whatever you're trying to make a comment about how like uh, an apocalypse like this brings out the worst in humanity sure doesn't make it any less generic and been there done that and Correct. it's one scene. We don't learn anything about them. We don't learn anything about their motivations. They cast Scoot McNary to play the guy, and he was in like thirty seconds of the movie, which That's I don't really it. understand and it at just all. Gets mauled, yeah. And that was and that was the best part of the scene was when when he stab when Killian stabs, Killian stabs him it right in the leg, it, yeah. and then he's like, ah! and the monster just comes right. It was out a and cool scene. Again, it looked really cool, but you're right, like conceptually, and and just like. It was just, it felt like, again, like, he had this one really, like, fun thing and just threw it in there. And it just, like, wasn't really explored a whole lot. I don't know. I still, I, I did like the end. Like, I, you know, not the literal idea of the ending, but the, oh, they can't swim. So these people that have made it across onto this island are now living a pretty normal life until they came. Like, I liked that. I thought that was cool. And I liked all of the scenes of them on that island and then the, the final, the climax of them getting to the radio station and doing it. I, I did like that, but the whole middle just felt like such filler of just getting them from A to B with nothing special, unique happening. And, and you know, I said it earlier, like, Killian's Emmett, I just thought was such a bland character. Like, so there was bland. no no motivation. Well, what's what's, what's the, something that give this guy, uh, his wife's dead. Oh, right. all right. Oh, okay. his wife and kids died, so now he's this jagged old, you know, yeah, now he's met cynical, mean he guy. He take care of anyone. Right. Oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Write this down. Like, it just felt so, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's, you know, and again, it, it, I was I was entertained by the movie, and I'm not upset about it, and it's fine that it exists, but it, it just, it makes me appreciate the first one a lot more. I mean, I think the, the first one is awesome. I mean, I, you know, I think it's, that movie is really good. Um, 
I was I, I wouldn't even say I was like entertained the whole way. I was mentally really? like trailing in the second act, like Yeah, it, see it, it never lost me. Like it was a that, ninety but thankfully. Ninety seven minute movie and I it felt longer to me, like genuinely it, it it did that thing that is I think hard to do and very rare and obviously this is like <laughs> very negative, but like it felt long, but then also the ending felt rushed to me mm -hmm. somehow simultaneously. Like it just felt like it cut to black on this, you know, triumphant moment. And that's the thing. The first movie, even though I don't love it like everybody else, like we said earlier, I love the the balls on them to do what they did with the ending and to the say ending is so bleak and you think like, they're gonna die, you know what I mean? It feels like it's like, yeah, like this is their last stand. And it almost feels like if they'd never made this sequel you know that that lasting power that staying power of that would have been so much more impactful because you would have been like right. yeah that kind of does imply that that's what's going to happen now you but know no, they all make it. you know they have to kind of and then they give you you know i maybe it was intentional to be kind of like this antithesis to the first one but they give you this ending where it's like they you know are, are kind of match cutting between his like noah jupe and his, his creature face off and then mm -hmm. Um, whatever. Millicent, yeah, Millicent Simmons. Yeah, yeah, Millicent Simmons. She's a good actress. I should know her name. She is. Yeah, um, she is. Uh, her and her thing, and then it just kind of ends with her, like after having like you know stabbed the shit out of it or whatever with that metal rod. I just like I, I was like, Ugh. I hear you. Know? I so so deeply wish that there wasn't a third one in development because. I want to see John do something Cusack else. Do something I want to see else. him write something else. He's a really good director, and yeah. he, I think his talents are being wasted on this, this like just franchise that to me, as is, is uninteresting. It's not like, you know, it's gonna it's gonna start to feel gimmicky. It's gonna start to feel repetitive. This movie already did. Could not and, agree more, dude. I, I like, please just do other things. Like, I will say. I think the cool one of the coolest things in the movie, and it, you can say what you will about it, it's kind of convenient and you know cheap or whatever. I really liked the reincorporation of the dive thing. Oh, you know, so you know, cool, dude! Like the, the baseball game. He's like, oh, that's yeah. pretty simple. Like about yeah. like the the dive uh, ASL thing, and then he's like, you know, with the guys around on the on the water, and he's like doing this, and I was like, damn, that's that's a that's a clever like you know way to reincorporate awesome something. Cool. Because the worst, the worst kind of callbacks like that are the ones where it's like, okay, I know that's coming back. I didn't really think anything of it when they didn't, were. At the it was such a quick. It was such a quick moment. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, man. My bottom line is it. It was good. It was fine. I enjoyed it, but I'm not really gonna probably think about it a whole lot moving forward. And it, and it doesn't hold a candle to the first one. Um, should you I, go see it? I would say yes. You should go see it because it's probably the best thing in theaters right now. Probably sad to say, but it's probably the better of the two horror sequels currently in theaters, which brings me a lot of pain because I yeah. love the first two Conjurings, but they, for some reason, hired the La Llorona guy to make this movie, and it just yeah. looks terrible. Yeah. But... So I'm still going to see it, though. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's, uh, that's our discussion about A Quiet Place 2. Let us know if you agree, disagree, if you've seen it. Don't don't care anymore now because we've talked you out of it hopefully we haven't done that because it wasn't that bad it wasn't offensively bad and it really wasn't bad again i don't think it was bad at all but hey man that's uh Adequate film that's what i got now speaking of sequels this was a sequel that didn't really hit um but we're gonna talk about our top three sequels that did hit right so our, our three of our favorite sequels um and Omar and I, we had a very, we had a very spirited discussion about this yesterday. Um, 
off air about what constitutes a sequel and like what a sequel is and you know the definition of a sequel as opposed to like a a feeling of a sequel um and so this was tough you know like initially looking trying for me to find like sequels that i liked quite a bit i couldn't really think of a whole lot in my viewpoint and then your viewpoint of a sequel there's like a million that i could have well picked. well because so, let's just let's just specify first this isn't like our top three list is not going to be top three best sequels of all time it's going to be sequels better than the originals right is our is our caveat and so we got into this whole discussion of like look we don't need to rehash it but for some reason you know you you think that movies that are based off of like pre-established book series and things like that like mm -hmm. you wouldn't consider Harry Potter sequels to be sequels because Correct. they're based off of pre-established IP. I Correct. don't understand that personally. I think that anything that comes after whatever it's called, Philosopher's Stone. Um, Sorcerer's Stone, we're in America, come on. You're right, that's the British one. Um, is a sequel to that movie. That's what I think. But it'll and be that's what I and that's, and that's what I went with, my friend. That's what I went with. I ended up going with your with your viewpoint. Oh, okay, cool. Anything that is in a series that is not the first one, which is, is why sequel. I can already tell that you're gonna pull some like cheese, like you're gonna kind of twist my words against me, and you're gonna, you know, say something that like I'm gonna disagree with, and then we're gonna get into a nice little spat over it. I'm sure. That's that was the goal. Uh, so why don't you kick us off with your number three sequel better than the OG? Okay. So my number three sequel. That is better than the OG. Well, I've already talked about it a little bit on this episode, um, and I won't go through too much, but I had six options to choose from, because uh, I have to choose a Harry Potter here if we're talking about this, uh, because I think movies three through eight are all better than one and two, even though I know some people really love them. Um, I can't say that I do. I mean, I still love them, but they're not, to me, on the level of the, the later films. Um, so my personal favorite movie in the whole series is the sixth film, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Really? Um, I love Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, and it's, it's like my second favorite book as well. And so I just think it's, it, it is so well made. It like does a really good job at balancing like the dark aspects of the Harry Potter world at that point. You have them like getting it out of kind of the just the school aspect and you see a little more of it i could have went with i think no you know i i'll, I'll save my harry potter hour-long tangent here but i think harry potter and the half-blood prince is, is is it's my favorite of the of the eight and so technically that makes it a sequel because it's not the first one in the series and i think it is better than the first one so uh half-blood prince is is my is my number three sequel Nice. Um, I'm looking at my list. I actually have a list of five, and I'm still trying to actively figure out which one I'm going to put as three. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to nix Mad Max Fury Road because although I think it's technically a sequel, I would call it more of like a soft reboot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same director, but it's totally different, you know, cast. Obviously, it came 20-some uh, years, I think, after Thunderdome. And so it's like technically the fourth movie in the in the franchise, but mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't think it is really a sequel to. It's more of a reimagine. Nice. So I, 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 I got one of those. It's common. That's fine. Um, I'm just personally not going to do that. Okay. So instead, I'm going to make my number three, um, 
I was deciding between two here because James Cameron is kind of like a this is kind of like a joke in the movie world that it's like he takes the second movie in the franchise and decides I'm gonna one up the first one. Mm-hmm. One example is Terminator and Terminator Two. Terminator is like a very well, you know, it's a revered action movie. It's very, it was very revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Second movie, it's phenomenal. They take the idea, they spin it on its head. They turn the villain from the first movie into the hero, and he's protecting really? the kid. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. You have to watch it. I've, yeah, I mean, um, I, I've never seen any of the Terminators. Yeah, I mean, you only need to see one and two, but um, that's you know one. But no, okay. I didn't go with that James Cameron sequel. I went with a different James Cameron sequel, okay. which is Aliens. Um, nice. I, as I mentioned before, am, you know, kind of the resident horror person on this podcast, and mm-hmm. I, you know, love horror. But I actually enjoyed Aliens. Please don't ruin this movie for me. I'm not going to ruin anything okay. about it because it is it is one that I really want to say. I enjoyed Aliens when I watched it significantly more than I did Alien, which is interesting because the first movie is you know, this horror isolation movie about, this is not gonna spoil literally anything. So that's fine. It's about one alien preying on this crew on the, what's it called, Nostromo, the the name of the ship. Sure. One alien preying on them in like this kind of horror, almost serial killer-esque fashion. Mm-hmm. And then you have the second one, which turns into a full-on action movie. And it's like, we're gonna get, you know, these like, Bill Paxton and all these like awesome character actors and Sigourney Weaver comes, you know, and it's just like, it's funny. It's, it's, it's filled with like all these great sequences. It's got a great ending, which I don't want to spoil for you, even though please it's like so iconic at this yeah, point. Please don't. Um, but Sigourney Weaver, you know, says a very iconic line. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting because, you know, you would think for, or I would think for me that, that the horror movie would be more my, taste right but then a then a straight up action movie but aliens is like just just one of the best sequels of all time i think it's a better movie than the first one mm-hmm. and yeah I, that's james cameron yeah i guess i would go you know sort of 3a 3b for for aliens and then t2 but t t2 doesn't make it on the list so I'll, I'll give it to aliens okay um i'll go with my number two now um, you know, I'm still I'm I'm so like I don't even know if I want to do this one, man, because it's just it's not even a it's just like a fuck you. All right, I'm not gonna do it. What is it? You gonna tell me at least what it was? Yeah, I'll make my honorable mention. Um, so I'll go with my number two best sequel. Um, or again, sequel better than the first movie. Um, and this is actually a trilogy. And it's actually the third movie in the trilogy, but I think it is the best of the three, and that is going to be Richard Linklater's Before Midnight. Uh, nice. I love all three of these movies. That's it's like it's like Before Sunrise is like oh like a four, you know, and Before Midnight is like a four and a half. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a significant upgrade. I just think it's the culmination of all of them, and it's like the perfect type of culmination. Um, you know this this relationship that you've seen blossom from start to finish in this movie is perfect and i think it's so real and it stays exactly true to the previous two movies in that the only thing that's happening basically are conversations and it completely lives and dies in in this relationship and in the 
just the words that they're saying back and forth to each other but i just love midnight so much because it it, it like totally cuts down like the the reality that you want that's vision in your head that you have of this perfect dream of of these two that you get after the first movie or even the second movie a little bit and it totally like brings you back down to reality and i and i think it's super well done and i like it um so that's my that's my number two sequel that's better than the first um you know what's funny is i didn't even think about that but i like agree with you 100 percent. i don't know that it would have made my list but mm-hmm. that midnight is my favorite installment in the trilogy mm-hmm. um and i think you're totally right it kind of if the first one is sort of this idyllic you know romance abroad the kind of thing you read about in a in a in a novel that it's uh-huh. like you meet someone in a foreign country oh, and, you and you fall in straight, love and fall in love like, and you spend 12 hours with them and it's the best 12 hours of your life and yep. blah, blah blah and then the second one is like a you kind of have this what could have been moment when you reconnect with them and you you rekindle a bit of that but there's also something that's holding you back from being able to make this a reality yeah and then the third one is the reality and guess what? It's not what you ever thought it would be. It's like, and it's not even. But it's, it's not, not that. that. It's because right. when they start up, they're fine. Like they are. They are Dude, together. Dude, it's, it's not married. like a like a shitty relationship where they're just like sitting there. Like it's it's exactly what you kind of would expect from that relation. It's it's the perfect way. Like that relationship, their flaws are all coming out in this movie that are there in the first two, and mm-hmm. it just makes sense that after spending so much time together, like this is what would bubble to the surface. But the but the best part about it is that it's almost like the things that attracted them to each other in the first place like how different they were Mm -hmm. and and all of these sort of differing philosophies and ideas of life that they had is what kind of turned them against each other that movie is so good it's crazy and i i mean that movie has such a great line towards the end where he says um if you want true love then this is it and it's like it's it hits deep to i mean you know i'm slaps it's it's a very it's a very hard-hitting sort of emotionally wrecking movie um so that's a great pick it absolutely is great pick um my number two i think is going to be your number one uh if i had to guess but uh my number two is part of a trilogy yeah and And it's the second one in the trilogy is not second one in the Uh trilogy and it's the dark knight which we have spoken about extensively on this podcast so we don't need to talk about too much if you're still um, holding out on watching the Nolan Batman movies, then get a life. Power right. to you. I don't Throw know the how fuck the hell, like, yeah. <laughs> Grow up and watch them. Um, oh, my God. I, I mean, I, it's good that we, 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 we re-watched these recently, so I feel more comfortable in, in saying that this is better than Begins because I, I think this is kind of the most – the first time that I was able to definitively say that. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, when I was watching them when I was younger and, and everything, I, I would always switch back and forth which one was my favorite. And so, yeah, I'm picking Dark Knight, even though I would say Dark Knight Rises is my personal favorite yeah. in the trilogy. Sure, but I think that the Dark Knight is a better movie as a whole. Yes. Um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, we don't need to. We literally, we literally don't need to talk about it because we've we've spoken about it so many times we on the show. We should not. If you're interested, you can go back and listen to that. that was a couple of episodes back. Go to listen to it. the either the um, the Nolan episode, the trilogy episode. Or the um, what was it called? The March Mad- uh, March Madness movie yeah, Madness. Where we talk about this? Where the Dark Knight made it very far in our movie Madness. That it did. Good call. It's not my number one because I knew you'd have it on your list. So I didn't want to do it. And I've talked about this movie a million times on this podcast. But I love the Dark Knight, and yes, it is better than the first. Although again, 
I love the first one too, so it's not oh, like. Of course I do. Yeah. I know, but like if it, if it's like if Rises was the first, you know, I, if Rises was my least favorite, so it would be easier. But whatever. Yeah. Before I get to my number one, I gotta throw out some honorable mentions. So here's what we got. All right. Mm-hmm. Shrek two, I believe, is better than Shrek one. Fantastic call. Fantastic. I think, I think Shrek two. Uh, it's, it's it's superb. Shrek right. two. Right. It, it is superb. So I, I I do think it is it is better than than Shrek one. Um. I could argue yeah i'd argue it and i might even say it i think high school musical 2 is probably better than the original um but that one's a, that one's closer than the shrek got one better songs i love both from dude i mean there are some gems in high school yeah, musical but what's too. that baseball one that ba- yeah, i don't dance too. dude come on yeah it's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, mean, Bleu. I i i you know i love the first i love the first two high school musicals i've actually still have never seen the third um i don't ever want that to end so i'm not going to you've but, never seen the third oh, i've seen the third yeah i have not but loved the first two, man. And so that had to get that had to get an honorable mention out here. And then I also just want to say, like, I realized, man, a lot of franchise I really haven't seen. You know, we talk we talk about this a lot. Like, I'm actively making my way through Star Wars as we speak right now. I'm now two movies in. Um, I don't think the second one was better than the first one, so it's not appearing on the list here. Um, about Empire? Yeah, Empire was not better than A New Hope, in my opinion. Um, I still can't believe you are, that you are currently your house is currently being raided um, by just, a mob I, of angry pitchfork wielding Star Wars fans. Sue me, man! I, you know it doesn't have the, it lost the charm. Um, the charm? Yes, the charm. I love you. I know. Come on. So bad. That's, so what? bad. That's a great. Li- that's a great, great line. Okay. And I heard Henry laugh in the other room. It's not. And her whole character in that movie is so frustratingly used it drives me up a fucking wall dude. oh you're talking they about treat the her like Jabba a fucking thing? piece of meat dude no not jabba what dude princess leia gets treated doesn't jabba, she... doesn't jabba like kidnap no, stop. Her? stop 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 <laughs> you are such a dickhead bro i have gone 23 years of my life having been not anything i didn't tell you anything okay fucking asshole <laughs> you're supporting this shit now Drum roll, you know, boom, 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 boom. You've been building up this one that's going to piss me off, apparently. It's not going to piss you off, because, I, th- I mean, I bet you'll agree with it. It's just, it's very anticlimactic because it's not really, and I, you might argue, but, I mean, it is a sequel. Um, what I think the best sequel ever is Silence of the Lambs, um, the sequel to Manhunter. Um, no. Yes, it is. It Wrong. is. It, it, it is, dude. It you is the recast, same universe. You it is the same the universe. No. You recast the character. We had this. No. Oh, so that's your line. We had an hour-long conversation yesterday about what a sequel is. So the the this, the the line is if a character gets recasted, then it's not a sequel. I guess that's not. Well, no. Okay, but think about it like this. Okay, Dark, Batman Begins to Dark Knight. They recast what's her name? Kate. Katie. What's her name? Fucking Tom Cruise's wife. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. To, to Maggie. Jones. To Maggie. But. Everything else about the universe is the same. No. Manhunter to Sounds of the Lambs. You don't get to pick, my friend. It's no, no. It's the same Manhunter universe. Manhunter to Sounds of the Lambs is not. No, no. Yes, it's the I same the universe. Argument, honestly, I'm, I'm like, I want to argue it more than I. Than Come I on, dude. It's fair. It's just like, would you would you really call that a sequel? Dude, we had again. We 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 talked about this ad reason, nauseum. I wouldn't call any of the Harry Potter sequels. But the reason I it doesn't do work it. also is because Red Dragon ruins your whole argument. Because wow, Red, Red Dragon, Dragon is another sequel. It's another again. No, but Red Dragon has what's the character's name from Manhunter? The the detective, William something. Yeah, dude. The, oh, William is, fucking. Oh he my is God, a character. I'm. 
I'm like 90% sure that the character that Ed Norton plays in Red Dragon is that character. So you can't. You, you can't owe have me all. You can't have it both ways. And, and oh yeah, speaking of, uh, uh, fucking what's his name? What's what? his what's the character's name? The you owe me all guy, from Manhunter. I don't fucking remember, dude. The character's name is like he. Is he red? No, he's not Red Dragon. What the fuck is his name? Oh my god, this is gonna drive me nuts. Give me a second. Look it up. Um, um, um. Oh, I don't know. They call him Francis Dollarhide. That's yeah. not what they refer to him as. Argue all you want, my friend. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Because this again, I'm I'm gonna literally obliterate your argument in two seconds. It's it's just okay. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it is. It is literally he is he is Red Dragon, right? Okay. That's what it is. The the third one, the Red Dragon, the actual the Brett Ratner movie, Ray Fiennes plays that character. So you're gonna tell me that that a sequel to the the movie can like to another movie can have the same character who died in that yeah. movie? Absolutely. Okay. Now you're now you're, it's it, the same universe, dude. Check, checkmate. And it's not checkmate. It. It's the same universe, man. Oh, the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy. You that's are building on it. The Tooth Fairy. That's literally who Ray Fiennes plays in Red Dragon. I, I hear you. I'm just saying. I think that counts. If we're talking sequels, man, you know. Look, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to tell you. You, you have to. Because it is. I'm just, I'm just saying objectively, you you now know that you're wrong. Because I, don't, you I am not wrong. You didn't think about the Red Dragon aspect of it. I right? haven't seen Red Dragon. Sure, but Red Dragon has Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter again. So, and so just has... because that, just because Red Dragon, just because Red Dragon is a sequel, doesn't mean that Silence of the Lambs can also be a sequel. But if 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 you are saying Silence of the Lambs is a sequel to Manhunter, and Red Dragon is also a sequel technically to Manhunter, how can you have two sequels that have the same characters played by different people, and the 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 course of events is completely retroactively erased? If if anything, it's retold in a different way. Yeah, I mean, you're just not breaking through to me. I mean, it, what you're saying is just because totally I don't going think over you're understanding head. it. Maybe I'm not, dude. All I, all I'm saying is, Silence of the Lambs is based off of a book, right? Mm-hmm. That book is a sequel to the book that Manhunter was based off of. Yes. Therefore, but, so it is a sequel. Until- up until Red Dragon, this is actually brings Henry's argument full so circle. So it changes. Yesterday. Something can go from being a sequel to not being a sequel well, well, because of when, future movies. When you retroactively change that, no, you cannot, bro. Brett Ratner says you can. Uh, Brett Ratner doesn't know shit. All right, uh, uh, get out of here. Okay. Good Tell thing. me about Godfather Two. My number one is not Godfather Two. Damn, that's um, tough. It's, you bait and switch to me. It is. It is, in my opinion a slightly better film than the first one but i actually those are those two are very interchangeable to me i love the first movie a lot actually mm-hmm. and the second one is more epic in scope and it's more sprawling and it's it does a little bit more but i actually kind of have a soft spot for the first one my number one is you would not have anticipated i don't think because it's a movie you've never seen you've never seen the first one okay. i don't know that you ever will because i don't know if this is your kind of movie but my number one is an Indonesian film called The Raid Two. Uh, I know all about The Raid Two, and I know about the Raid, the Raid. So that's an awesome pick. I hear that's an. I mean, like, yeah, nice. The Raid is a phenomenal, phenomenal action movie, but it's it's a video game. It's literally mm-hmm. a character. 
progressing through a high rise and like progressively running into more formidable villains and fighting through them and it is some of the best action you'll ever see on film the raid 2 is an actual story a departed-esque story about um uh of the indonesian mob and someone infiltrating and it's fucking awesome it is is so 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 good it's got all these great side characters like the chick with the hammers and mm-hmm. the insane dude i mean i don't know if you're ever gonna watch this movie but if you're never gonna watch i might movie, i might don't just please watch don't the kitchen right. fight at the end of the movie it's all like right, a okay. nine minute action sequence i've heard it's, it's all, i've heard this movie is awesome the raid 2 is is i can't describe to you how giddy i was when i watched both of these movies okay because the the it literally, I'm telling you, it has tainted every action movie with fighting in it that I've watched since. Look, I enjoyed Mortal Kombat for what it was because I love those games. Sure. The fighting scenes in Mortal Kombat are so unbelievably piss poor. Even John, even John Wick, John Wick does a great job with its stunts. Nothing, nothing I've ever seen, and you know, you can say I'm pretentious or whatever, but sure, nothing sure. I have ever seen after this has come close to holding a candle to the fight scenes that are in the raid two in the raid, in the raid but it also has a great story and it's like it's a two and a half hour long movie and it's awesome it's awesome it's an epic it's literally an epic and um what's his name gareth evans i think directed both of these movies okay and then he directed apostle which i also love this dude I, he kind of fell off since Apostle, I think Apostle came out in 2018 or 17. I don't know what his next movie is, but I mean, this guy has made nothing but bangers, in my opinion. He's three for three. Bangers. And and The Raid 2 is easily my favorite of his movies, and it is, to me, the best sequel that is better than the original, because it takes everything great. It does exactly it what it's supposed it. to do. It takes everything great about the first one, and it expands on it. Mm-hmm. You know when you think of like a, a studio a exec who's like, here, we're gonna make everything bigger. We're gonna the explosions are bigger. The action set pieces are bigger. That is the raid two. That's the raid two where it does it in a way that doesn't feel cheap. It like expands the universe. It expands the story of the character from the first movie, mm-hmm. and it just does everything at an elevated level. Mm-hmm. I adore that movie. Alright, good pick. The raid Berendal, as it's called. <laughs> well, Ooh. there's our sequel conversation. Let us know what your favorite sequels are. Let us know if you think Silence of the Lambs is a sequel. We'd love to hear it. Sure. Well, we've reached a point now in our episode where we talk about what we're going to watch for our next episode. This week, our theme was movies that have numbers in the titles. Um, Which was not initially the plan, but then Omid suggested no. one. Omid, like- Omid sent us his pick, because like we said, he wasn't able to make it today. So he sent us his pick for the roulette, and it has numbers in it. So we were trying to come up with a theme around that, and we were just like, dude, what if we just do something that has numbers in it? So we're doing a movie in which the title has literal numbers in the title. Um, so Omid's pick is 2046. Wong Kar Wai. Right. Wong Kar Wai's 2004... I really don't know much about this movie. So. Every artsy, super, you know, film film major, nerdy person's favorite director, Wong Kar Wai. Right. 
Um, who I really like, but it's just who you like, like. I've seen exactly zero Wonk R Y movies, so. Actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, come to think of it, I he's the movies I've seen of his have really not done much for me. Uh, Chunking Express was very I, average. I tried to watch Chunking and it didn't work, so I turned it off and I haven't gone oh, back really? to another one. Yeah, I literally turned it on and it just like stopped working. So I took it as a sign then, that I wasn't um, meant to watch it that night. What's it called? Uh, in the Mood for Love, I watched for a class and I enjoyed it, but it's a, it's a bit overhyped in my opinion. Um, well, so do you, you have... Know what your, uh, you know what your pick's gonna be? Well, I had my pick, and my pick was the taking of Pelham One Two Three. I've been obsessed with this movie for years, as Omar knows. I love bringing it up. I love talking about it, but it's not on anything, so I didn't. I, I can't not? go with it. Damn. No, it's not, unfortunately. So I had to pull an Audible, um, and my Audible is an interesting one, kind of. I think. I don't know. Sounds cool, and it features an actor who I like quite a bit, and I haven't seen a whole lot of, and I want to, you know, be more versed in his in his uh filmography and so my pick is the film four lions starring our good friend riz ahmed um from 2010 four yeah four lions um has riz, riz stars in it back before he was oh, riz from nightcrawler yes. um good pick yeah man i know nothing about this movie really as i do but I got I that's why like the last like five minutes I've just been scrolling like very anxiously through my phone trying to find something because I realized that Pelham wasn't on anything and I was like <laughs> oh shit I need something else um so what do you got what's yours okay there's actually like a decent amount of picks to choose from I feel like I'm looking the problem is a lot of them like if I hadn't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane I would have well I wouldn't have known that I liked it so much but that's a that's movie that I really point. would like for you and Omid to see but yeah. I have seen it so I won't pick that. I have been really wanting to watch Edge of Seventeen, but you guys have seen that. Um, You've been really wanting to watch Edge of Seventeen, dude. I watched a clip from it today. It's awesome. On my Instagram, yeah, super random. It was like, oh, Woody Harrelson improv like improvised this line. In yes, this scene. and it's cool. And I was like, oh, this scene was like. We've really talked cool. about that movie, dude. I talked about that in student teacher relationships. That's right, you did. Um, but I oh or you know one hour photo which I fucking love but I've already seen and you guys need to watch Robin Williams' best performance. R.I.P. You mentioned this a couple of times. That's the Mark Romanek movie, right? Yes. How did you know? How do you know who Mark Romanek? Because you said it twice. You said it like a million times on this podcast. Oh, that he's the guy who did Lemonade. <laughs> yes, that's literally exactly right. Um, and then my other thing that I mentioned to you before we started recording was would have been really cheeky was if I chose Darren Aronofsky's Pie, but. God, um, don't make me sit through an Aronofsky. Not on anything. What you just liked one of his I know, movies. I know. Ones. I know. It was good. It was good. But I decided to go with a little Swedish number that I've seen the remake of, the American version of a long time ago. Didn't really like it. Okay. Um, it's called Let Me In with Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, but that movie is based on Where's the Let number the coming right from? One in the swedish movie let the right one in us i, like I know the oh so that the movie is let the right one in yes let's go dude that's awesome i've almost watched that like a million times yeah i i've seen the let let me in with chloe grace moretz and i think it's asa butterfield um but i haven't seen what it's based off of and it's been long enough that i don't remember it well enough that i can probably probably enjoy it fuck yeah dude i'm like stoked i love these picks i'm so let the right one in 2046 and four lions and four lions so we will uh we will see very shortly what we will be watching. All right. All right, the results are in. The results are in. Next week, we here, or I guess in two weeks, here on the drive home, 
we will be watching our good friend Riz Ahmed in Four Lions. Nice. Four Lions. Uh, Four Lions is streaming right now on Prime Video. It's on Canopy and it's on Tubi. So it's accessible. Go out there and watch it because I would be surprised if a lot of people have seen this. Although, so I mean, 55 k With his like, spike in popularity recently, I wouldn't That's... be surprised if more people wouldn't start going back and watching this now. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm interested. I'm excited to see a younger, you know, he's probably only like what like late 20s in this movie because he's he's like in his 40s now right uh riz yeah is he not no shot dude I, if i had to guess i would guess he's 33 dude i think he's like 41 bro okay there's no by the way there's a less than zero percent chance that he's over 40 he is 38 so technically you were closer i was five off you were three off yeah so I was right. He does not feel like a forty-year-old. So you know what? what I mean? He was born in. He was born in eighty-two, eighty-three. Yes. Eighty-three. Yeah. Yeah. He's 80. thirty-eight years old. Yeah. So this movie came out in twenty ten. So he was twenty-seven in this movie. I'm interested to see a young, a younger, a younger Riz, man. If anybody hasn't seen Nightcrawler, you want to see? <sighs> He's fun in that Riz. movie too. That was my first. That's that's where I know him from originally. I think most people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. That's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening in, guys. Let us know what your thoughts were, what your favorite sequels were, and, uh, you know, we look forward to talking to you soon. Shh. Quiet, please. See you next week. Bye-bye.